I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glorious. Glorious. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again. Relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill, and I'm here with my good friend, Grace Guard Dog Steve. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. Looking forward to an awesome podcast, a, a, kind of a, another Easter podcast. We love Easter time, and we like to proclaim the good news of Easter in the event that happens. Yeah, and apparently the memo didn't go out to uh, all the churches of what actually did happen. <laughs> because I... You got I, one of those chick tracks, didn't you? Some well, sort of track? Yeah, I did get a track. I was at Walmart. Uh, after we did the podcast on that included Hebrews 9, 27, and 28. That he died once for all time, for all people. Never yeah. to die again. Right. Just spectacular news. Yes. Yeah. Awesome news. Matter of fact, it was the verse that the track is on that it's appointed for a person to die once, then to face judgment. judgment. And well, they cut it off there. They cut it off there instead of saying, So Jesus died once for all of us for all time. They never left to that do off. It again. They left all that off. They left the potential for that to happen, but in the track, it, it um, well, let me say, the lady was very nice that handed it to me. I was leaving Walmart, and she smiled and said, have a good day, and handed me. And I wasn't even sure what she handed me. And then I got my groceries in the car, and I'm looking at it. I, I read it, and I saw the Hebrews 9.27. I just kind of laughed. I said, how ironic. We just did a podcast on if we would just do... The next verse after Hebrews nine twenty seven, and we would do nine twenty eight, then we wouldn't be, have the dog scared out of us when we get to Hebrews ten and see what the willful sin is. And this poor, kind, gentle, God fearing lady, honest lady, came to you with that half of the verse on a track. Yeah, and after I saw what could happen to me on the track, I. If that's what she believes, then I know. Man, thank you for doing that. Yeah, they were doing that to her. They were scaring the bejesus out of her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we could just to refresh everyone's mind. Do you mind reviewing the the Hebrews, the willful sin in Hebrews ten? Oh, do you want me to do the the willful sin? Or what do you think? The Hebrews 9 or the Hebrews 10 first? Yeah, let's do the 
to get some the focus. Let's do the focus verse verse. Okay. As it is, it's appointed for men to die once. After this comes judgment. Okay. And that's Hebrews 9. 27. 7. But and there's, there's not a period, right? There's a comma. So Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, shall appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. He's not coming back for sin. Now we've got the period. That's the, the completion of the thought without reference to sin. The sentence is actually very good news. It's the gospel. But to cut it in half is, what is that? that that's not the gospel. That's just downright satanic. It's sadistic. It's sadistic. It, it, it is. It's, <laughs> it's out of context. That's the least of the, the problems. Yeah. But it's it's the... It's, it's just telling you the answer. So, without Christ died once and bore the sins of all, without that, you're, you're left to face the judgment. Okay, so what judgment? What, what is he even talking about? I've heard it said that there's, there's going to be a, a giant video in the, in the sky and you're going to see all the bad things you did. But I, I'm a Gentile. Am I going to be judged by the law? Paul said I won't, but a Jewish person that was under the law, and the law has not been in effect for 2,000 years, so there's none of those people even around anymore that are going to have to answer to the keeping of the law. And then what could I expect as passing the judgment? Paul makes it clear in Romans that anyone under the law will be judged by the law. What's the score you have to get like 85 to pass the judgment not according to james 2 10 or galatians 3 that's right that's right it said if anyone would attempt to live by the law and be judged by the law and yet stumble at how many places one 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 part of it one and done one and it's over it's over one and done then paul says Okay, what about the Gentiles? They're not going to be judged. It says they're not going to be judged by the law because it wouldn't be fair to be judged by a, a law they were never under, obligated to keep. Right. But it says their conscience will will judge them. So if you've ever had a guilty conscience, you violated the law of your conscience, and the same principle would apply. And that's only applies when you're living. This passage says you die and then face judgment. You have no conscience when you die. Yeah, you have no conscience and then you're awakened to a judgment. Right. But what what does the next verse say, though, Steve? So Christ Jesus... Yeah. What's the good news? (laughs) So Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of the many shall appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who wait on him. All right, there's like four parts there. Let's break them down individually. So Christ Jesus 
can you read it again and end that once so Christ also having been offered once okay once the word once the adjective is hapas not sure I'm pronouncing it right and it means absolutely all singularly everyone and the adverb is hapax which means once one time conclusively so Jesus died one time for all isn't that pretty much the same thing Paul concluded that the love of Christ compelled him controlled him because what was he convinced of that one died on behalf of all therefore all died so therefore gives you the right to translate conclude that all died yes so it's appointed to man once to die Christ Jesus died one time for all people in our place in our place and we are considered dead so can you read the first part of Hebrews 9 28 again so, so Christ also having been offered once to bear the sins of the many shall appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to okay who- so it's appointed to man once to die so Christ Jesus died once that's taken care then face the judgment and then it says Jesus bore the sins of many isn't that the judgment yes so he died and took the judgment for everyone and it's terrible news if you don't add that it seems maybe we'll read the rest of the verse to see but it seems in reference to sin it's not an issue because he was the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. John the sin 1, of the world has been taken away. Removed. Removed. Does it say anything in 928 about referencing sin? Without reference to sin. With, with reference to sin? With, without reference to sin. Wait, he'll appear a second time with reference to sin? If, you, if you're listening to the radio, it probably will be with reference to sin. But if you're reading the Bible, it's without reference to sin. It's coming in regard to rewards that he's bringing with me. That's what the last verse in Revelation says. Behold, I am coming back and I have my rewards with me. That's what he's coming back the second time to bring our rewards. I see that, guard dog Steve, but I'm... I'm just making sure. Is that what the Bible is saying? The Bible is saying without reference to sin. Without. Without. Reference to sin. Reference to sin. Why? Because Because the sin has been taken away. (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure I'm getting this. Yes. So, it sure would have helped to have the rest of that thought instead of just... It's appointed to all people once to die and after that to judgment. And that statement is so prevalent in the modern day church. I mean, there's all the tracks that do it. The TV stations do it. The radios do it. They disingenuously just stop at 
it's appointed once for a man to die and face judgment and stop always they, they one out of a thousand goes on with the rest of the sentence and that's the good news but we've got a battle we've got a battle you may think we're we're kicking a dead horse here but this horse is still living because it gets propagated constantly die once and it's time for judgment and you'll hear it by the end of the week okay well they can't dismiss the next part but they do okay so what does it say he christ jesus died once to bear the sins of the the many many. and then he says he'll appear a second time without reference to sin yes now i've heard that this is the second coming of christ the uh, rapture but in context this really doesn't fit that does it he says he'll appear a second time without reference to sin so there's nothing there's no judgment involved here but the word appears a second time can you read that the end of that again in 27 Mm -hmm. he will appear a second time without reference to sin okay appear is translated two different words and they're interchangeable the king james has the word optimi and it means to gaze i.e with wide open eyes as at something remarkable and thus differing from the uh, the word blepo, which means just an observation, and from edo, the, the one that is just translated see, which is a mere mechanical, passive, or casual vision. And this one signifies to gaze with wide open eyes, literally to have your eyes enlightened, to open your eyes to something, to a reality, to a revelation. And sometimes it's translated, the Greek word G3708 is the Strong's number, those following along with their concordance. Horeo, and I know I'm butchering these. And it properly means to stare at. By implication, it means to discern clearly physically or mentally so it's to stare at and discern clearly what this means so it says go ahead these are the four different words that can be translated appear yeah two two different words optimi and horeo okay and they're kind of interchangeable the king james uses optimi the ap polyglot I reference sometimes for the redneck Greek word studies uses the word horeo and they they pretty much mean the same thing they can be interchanged but it's to discern clearly with wide open eyes it's it's to have your eyes in light and some of them let me uh, let's look at first Corinthians let's say 15 is the the resurrection Okay. Chapter. I am picking up in First Corinthians fifteen six. After that, he, meaning Jesus, appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, 
most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the prophet, all the apostles, and he appeared last to me as one untimely born, as he appeared to me also. Okay, so each of those uses that word optimize. So that was one event, right? No. According to tradition. No. How do you know it's not one event? It was three different times. When did he appear to Paul? The third time, I would imagine. Didn't he appear to Paul like seven years after? Yes. So I don't exactly know how many years, but I, I know it was a good time after. This is clearly not one event. No. He appeared three different times. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, that Hebrews 9.28 says he will appear a second time to us? Yes. Without reference to sin? He wasn't talking about sin when he appeared to those guys. He was convincing them that he was resurrection. 1 Corinthians the 15. of their sins. Yes. That the payment for their sin was accepted. Yes. And his life was given back to him. Yes. And now he's appearing to these people and us and you and me and people in the 21st century and people listening to the podcast and people listening, people that get the revelation of one died for all like Paul did. Paul was able to make statements like the love of Christ compels me because I'm convinced that one died for all. Why was he convinced? Because it says he appeared to him and his eyes were open wide to the fact that he was resurrected. This event where Paul says his eyes were wide open took place, it's mentioned, we just read in 1 Corinthians 15, same word, optimi, or horeo in, in others, it's mentioned, this this whole scene is mentioned two times in Acts. But let's start with the one in Acts 26. I think it starts around verse 10, if you have that. Okay, I do, I do, I do. Maybe 10. I believe he's before a king and recounting what, what had happened. Okay, I think in 11. I kept pursuing them even to foreign cities. While thus engaged as I was, journeying to Damascus with the authority and the commission of the chief priests, at midday, O king, because he's talking to a king, I saw the way, on the way, a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining all around me, and those who were journeying with me, it, it shined all around me and those people. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew dialect, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard to kick against the goats. And I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus who you're persecuting. Arise, stand on your feet for this purpose. I have appeared to you. 
to appoint you a minister, a witness, not only of the things which you have seen, but also the things which I will appear to you. Amazing. So Paul has this optimi, this horeo, and he appears as the resurrected Jesus without reference. Refresh my memory. Did, did he pick up on any of Paul's sins? No, he did not. So this was clearly and without... Paul was killing Christians. <laughs> murdering them. Yes. Yeah. So this was clearly without reference to, to sin. sin. It's but, safe to say. Yeah, it's safe to say. Yeah. You, you were on good ground. Yeah. Solid footing there, Bill. <laughs> Capital murder is a, a sin. sin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. So clearly, 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 he makes an uh, optimi, a horeo, an appearance without reference to sin. Not only that, so he, he's going to put Paul on probation and, and tell him the things he's got to straighten out in his life, right? Then maybe I can use you. No sin in the camp for Paul. No, not even a mention of it. No, he, he didn't mention sin at all, no. He tells him what he's going to do. Right. But Steve, he's got the opposite message. He's got the track message of appears once, it's appointed once to die, and then after that, the judgment. Who's he, got the opposite message? Paul, Saul of Tarsus. Saul, oh, Saul of Tarsus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're, you're absolutely right He's got right 927 there. and not 928. Right, right. So the appearing must have to do with Hebrews 9.28 and yes. not 9.27. Exactly. He's appeared without reference to sin to, to Saul. Yes. And he says, I've appointed you, commissioned you, to preach this good news that not only did I one die for all, therefore all died, that's the message he's given Paul. That's the message that compelled Paul. He was convinced of this. This event that he's talking about here, this appearing a second time without reference to sin, this is what compelled Paul. This is the love of Christ that convinced him, compelled him that one had died for all, therefore the judgment's over. That's good news. Yes, and this was after the second appearing, the third appearing, the fourth appearing, the fifth appearing, and now Paul seven years later it's clearly a it's clearly not one event yes he appears to us he appeared to me i know he appeared to you not like that with all that but just one day it finally it just hit me after many bible studies i actually got the revelation really out of romans 5 starting in verse 12, that one died for all. And also 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 5, 14 through 17, too. And therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. That's the old man of us that had died and been judged for his sins has passed away. All things are new. That's the gospel, proclaiming the new things, who you are in Christ. While we're at it, we, we seem to have 
trouble believing that one could die for all and one for could take the judgment for all. Have you ever thought of that one actually sinned for all? Right. Good point. We were never condemned for our sins. We were condemned for the sin of Adam, which doesn't seem fair. Does not seem fair. Mm -hmm. Let's just take a look at that in in Romans 5.12. Okay, I've got it. Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all men sinned, For until the law, sin was not in the world, but sin was not imputed. Sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam till Moses, even over those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam, who is a type of him who is to come. But the sin of Adam is what they got in trouble for. Yeah, What it's saying is there was really one commandment until Moses. Mm -hmm. And it was do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And one man on behalf of all Mm -hmm. sinned. Right. Because even Adam's name means mankind. Mankind, male and female. when, When he said, Adam, don't eat of the tree, he's saying mankind, don't eat of the tree. So one guy did sin on behalf of all, therefore all sin. Yes. Why is that significant that it says for the, from the time of Adam till Moses, people died? Because there was no law. People could not sin. They didn't have the possibility of sinning themselves because there was no tr- law to transgress. But they all got the sin penalty even though there was no way for them to make a sin. So, it is appointed once to die. That appointment was made by, what, Adam, right? Adam. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Adam. But as unfair as that sounds, we also got credit for what Jesus did on the cross and got our sins paid for. So, big time thank you, Jesus. Because you took care of us. You hooked us up. So let's let's go back to our main words that we're looking at. Optimi and Horeo. And we've the first Corinthians fifteen passage shows that this appearing is not one event. It's actually we, we just showed you happened several times. Yeah, just in fifteen six, seven, and eight, there was three appearings. Exactly. exactly. And the last appearing to Paul yeah. was what, seven years later? Seven years later yes. in time. Yes. Let's go look at First John. Okay. This one's going to really cause you fits if you're trying to fit this as one event. Okay? Okay, so, because this is how he appears to us in the 21st century because he does appear to us and we can clearly see it when he does appear to us and just thinking about the second coming that idea that is so prevalent in Christianity now kind of puts a veil 
over the idea that he can appear to us throughout the day. That he appears to us. It robs us of that. It does. It does. There's so much that he does throughout our daily lives that the Bible is telling us about and don't catch a hold of what the Bible is trying to teach us because we think it's a second coming in the future sometime when many times the Bible is talking about an appearing not off in the future. Like First John, classic example, classic example. Yes, and I just want to say we're not saying there's not a future big event with Jesus. We're saying this Hebrews 9, 27, 28 that was on this track is not coming up to, to set up judgment. We've already discussed the judgment can't be there because it was one time for all. But now let's let's look at it as it's not a single event either. Okay, so this is yet another of the many ways that Jesus appears to us, and we have to understand this. This has to be part of our Christian way to know and believe in live by this idea but i'm looking in first john 3 i'm starting in chapter 3 first i'm looking in first john chapter 3 starting in verse 1 see how great a love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of god and such we are For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we shall be. We know that if he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him just as he is. So this passage is saying he appears. And when he appears, we turn out to be just like him because it is him appearing through us. That's what this scripture is talking about. Jesus manifesting himself through us and When he manifests through us, we walk and talk and act like Jesus would act and walk and talk. It's him in us, the hope of glory, ministering to people through us. You remember Jesus said, we're two or three together. I'm right there in the midst. Well, when he appears and you can tell when he appears to start speaking through them by the deeds and the behavior that he's exhibiting. Do you remember in John 14 where Jesus said, hey, you guys, have I been with you for so long? Don't you know that if you've seen me, you have seen the Father? Believe in this by the deeds that I do. It's the Father doing His work in me, and you've seen the Father. If you've seen me doing these good deeds, Jesus is saying, you've seen the Father in me. And it's the same for us. If you see us behaving like model Christians, you are seeing Jesus 
being just like he was, and you are just like Jesus because it is literally Jesus in you appearing to somebody to give them words of kindness or minister in some way and to do for you what you can't do for yourself, which is to please the people and make the joy of your fellowship complete because that's what the letter of first john is about is about he says i write this letter so that you can have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with jesus and his father he doesn't want a fellowship with steve in his human nature he wants to fellowship with jesus and his father through steve and he says i write this meaning this letter so that your joy can be complete. You can have complete joy when you're fellowshipping with somebody, when you learn how to recognize when Jesus is appearing through that person. And the whole letter of 1 John is telling you that no matter what they say, if they're not acting a certain way, they're manifesting the nature of Adam and not the Spirit of God. There's about 15 different separate examples of what it's like to be in the Spirit or what it's like to be in the flesh, what it's like to have Jesus appear through you or what it's like to have Adam appear through you. But either way, you are manifesting something in the face of each and every trial that you face. That's what the letter of James is about manifesting during trials. What does the trial cause you to manifest? Either the Spirit of God or Adam's nature. So this appearing is very important to understand that it. this passage is not saying he appears at the end of time because, matter of fact, it, it's present tense. It does, and it's a whenever. It, like, if. If he, Every time. Yeah. If, if he appears through you, you'll be just like him. If he doesn't appear through you, you'll be just like Adam. So our appear word is the word we've done three or four podcasts on manifesting. And then we shall see him is our word when he, he will appear a second time. That's our word, either horeo or optimize. It's that word that as you said and you're right it's whenever as many times as he manifests every time he manifests we are like him we see him as he is yes and what does that footnote say on the the net bible doesn't the net bible have oh the yes (laughs) it actually says in their scholarly opinion this shouldn't be translated as an eschatological eschatological event you Um, can tell I'm not a scholar (laughs) yeah this passage that we're talking about we will be like him as he appears the net bible is saying this isn't a future event this is in your day to day experience he'll appear through you yeah eschatology is the study of last things in last days. Yes. And they're saying this should not be viewed as the last days. As a last day event. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. 
tell we're not scholars. Yeah. That's so, only people that study the Bible and know Greek, and, and that's why they give that opinion. So they're, they're saying, and this verse is saying, each time he appears, each time he manifests, we shall be like him. So every time he manifests, we're like him. So there, he's manifesting through us. And we're like him during that manifestation of the Spirit of Christ. That's, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. And the reason is we shall see, that's our optimi word, or horeo, can be either. That's with eyes wide open, we're seeing the resurrected Jesus. And people around us are seeing the resurrected Jesus through us whenever he appears. Yes. Whenever he manifests. I'm sorry. Right. Whenever he manifests. And that can be twice on Tuesday, once on Thursday, and three times Sunday. Yes. Yes. And or he, any combination thereof. And we can see him by the deeds and the words and the actions that he is doing through us. Let me read you this verse, Hebrews 12, 14. It says, Pursue peace with all people and the sanctification, holy living, basically, for apart from which no one shall see God. And that, that's our optimized word. No one shall discern clearly. Be ye holy, for he is holy. Pursue peace with all. That can mean all people and all times. So it, it's clearly yeah, all people pursue peace at all times, pursue peace. Because through all people and all times, people can, our word again, see Christ. He if can optimize. If being yes. sanctified. He's saying, be sanctified, be holy, be upright, because without those attributes, you're not going to see Jesus. No. If you're not displaying those attributes, Jesus is not manifesting himself through you. You'll be like Jesus when Jesus manifests himself through you. It's a cornerstone concept of the new covenant. Remember, I'll place my spirit in you and cause you to walk in a manner worthy of God. I will cause you to do this by the spirit that I put into you. That is what the new covenant is about. Putting Jesus into us. Jesus, the hope of glory, into us to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. That is the new covenant. That's what it's about. So let's go back to where we started, Hebrews 9.28. He will appear a second time without reference to sin. I think we've demonstrated that he took care of the sin issue. Yes. But he appears a second time, what? To bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting on it. Who is eagerly awaiting salvation? Paul, when he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? We're all trying to be saved from ourselves. How about Bill when he says, I'm sick and tired of doing the same stupid things over and over again? 
I need deliverance. I need salvation. Yes. Well, that's how he appears to you. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. He saves us from ourselves. Just one time or many (laughs) many times throughout the day? He can save you from yourself 10, 15 times in a day. But you have to realize what those are. Those are manifestations of God in you. You can manifest God if you understand that that's the whole new covenant is predicated on you being able to understand that you can see God. Okay, so I'd like to do one thing before we close. Could you just read Hebrews 9, 27 and 28 again? We can interpret it the way it's really meant to be. For it is appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. So Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of the many, shall appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. So if you could put that together in light of what we've just learned about appearance and manifestation and judgment and death, what does it mean? Yeah. How is it good news instead of the bad news that I got on the track? Right. It, it says that a man is pointed, appointed once to die and then face judgment, but Jesus died and faced the judgment for us. He was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world, the judicial sins of the world and the judicial sin payment. He took that away, and God is no longer counting your sins against you. And Jesus comes back without reference to God counting your sins against you. He comes back to appear through you so that you can shine and be the model Christian that you always wanted to be. This is the new covenant way. This is the way of life in Christ Jesus that Paul taught everywhere in every church. The fact that we rely on Christ in us, the hope of glory, to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. This is the new covenant that should be preached each and every day of the week, constantly, yet I do not hear it. And it grieves me so bad. You guys, you don't know how much I grieve over what what I hear and how far off it is from the gospel message. It, it is so far off that it's hard to teach the gospel message because there's so much confusion that you have to sort out for people. There's so much unlearning people have to do in order to get to the simplicity of the gospel where you receive Christ and he causes you to blossom as a Christian. The penalty for sin, the judgment for sin, is done. Yeah. But now there's this task of of delivering us from the power of sin, and that's what he appears to do through the Holy Spirit. That's what the next podcast has to be, because I was just thinking of 1 John, where it says he came to do away with sin. Yes. To, 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 no, he came to stop the devil of doing his sin. I think it even says appeared. 
look at that did. next week because that's what we're going to do the podcast on. How Jesus came to deliver us from the sin, the sin which is never imputed judiciously to us by God, but runs rampant in the Christian world and bugs us all to death. That's why we can't be around certain people because they're annoying. And it's because of the sin guy that's in them. That's a whole nother temporal aspect to this gospel. And those are temporal doctrines that we'll look into. But as far as the judgment for sin, done deal. Done deal. Yep. Do you want to close us in prayer? Yes. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for convincing us that one died on behalf of all, therefore all died. Thank you that the judgment for sin is over. You paid for the sins. You are the Lamb of God that took away the sin of the world. Open our eyes, like Paul said. Open the eyes of our understanding so that we would see Jesus as the deliverer from sin without reference to the penalty of sin, without reference to the judgment of sin, but see him as our Savior who allows us to escape the trap of the devil, allows us to escape the power of sin and live the victorious Christian life that we all want to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody. We love you guys. Good night. We love you guys. Good night.